Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast, episode number 20. And today we have an interview with Mona Lisa Andeville. Sapphire training helps the -the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, a little background information before we go into the interview. Um, A little bio about Mona Lisa. So she's actually a health and lifestyle writer turned success coach for intuitive and go-getting women. She loves helping women tune into their intuition and inner knowledge so they can serve others while feeling good and living a rewarding and abundant lifestyle. She loves green smoothies, traveling to tropical beaches with her hubby, and her favorite workout is getting her shimmy on in a dance class. So a little background on Mona Lisa, she's actually my um, business, and I also like to call her my energy coach because she works a lot with energy and intuition. So she is a very um, grounding person in my life, um, which you will hear in this interview as we will actually be doing a grounding exercise, which you guys can participate in as well. So with Without further ado, here is our interview with Mona Lisa. Welcome, everyone. Today, I have Mona Lisa here with me. So we're going to start off, and Mona Lisa is going to tell us a little bit about her background. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here on Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm so excited. Um, so I want to start out with saying that I was born and raised in a typical middle class American family that taught me that being successful meant to work hard, to go to college, get a job, get married, have kids, buy a home. Um, And so that's what I set out to do after college. I went through and I got my communication degree and I moved to New York because I believed that working in magazines would be sort of a more glamorous way for me to achieve the American dream um, (laughs) better than my family. They did real estate, so I always wanted to top them. But it still was still aligned with that whole American dream of what you're supposed to do. Um, But when I got there, I realized that that dream definitely didn't feel right for me. Um, And I felt like I didn't want to spend most of my life in a cubicle. And I felt like it was wrong for me. It was wrong for my path, at least. And I wanted more freedom. I wanted travel. I wanted to spend more time in the sun. And I wanted to serve other people. So, excuse me. At that point, I discovered Gabby Bernstein and I worked with her closely in her group coaching program in New York. And I discovered Marie Forleo and B-School and self-help authors like Wayne Dyer and Marianne Williamson. And I really set out on a new path at that point that eventually led me to where I am today as a transformational and business coach for intuitive women and light workers. Very cool. So Mona Lisa and I, um, Well, she works with me. She's my business coach and I like to call her kind of my energy coach as well. So as you can tell, like her voice is just smooth like butter. So I'm going to have her lead us through a little (laughs) grounding exercise, which I love to do because sometimes I get a little ungrounded and kind of all over the place. So this is going to be an exercise that you guys can do at home if ever you feel ungrounded before an event or anything like that. So I'm just going to have her take us through a little um, exercise so you guys can feel free to do this at home as long as you're not driving as well. I'm so glad you're starting us off with that because I'm already feeling ungrounded as well. Like the morning time, like 11, this is where I get so ungrounded and like, yeah, so this is fun. This will be good for me too. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing I want um, you to do, I'm actually going to do it too. So I want you to sit down. Maybe you're sitting down in a chair. Maybe you're lying down, Um, but I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine roots going down from the soles of your feet 
And I want you to imagine those roots to be in any color, any texture you want. They could be like vines, they could be like twine, they could be like tree trunks, going down all the way to the soul, the soul, the core of the earth. And then next, I want you to imagine yourself pulling up a light. So whatever color light you want to pull up, maybe maybe it's pink, maybe it's glittery, maybe it's white, maybe it's green, whatever color feels most healing to you. And then as you're doing that, I want you to pull that light slowly up your body and pull it up through the soles of your feet, um, pull it up through your ankles, pull it up through your calves, and then pull it up to your kneecaps all the way up to your hips in your stomach area, and then up through your chest. And then feel it just permeating throughout all of your cells and up through your shoulders, and then down your arms, up your neck, and then all the way up through your ears, your mouth, your nose, your eyes, and then all the way up to the crown of your head. And imagine that light exploding all around you and showering you in the goodness of that light and that healing energy. And then you can walk around through the rest of your day with that light all around you and know that it is just healing you and showering you with goodness and good vibes. So there it is, short version of the grounding. I love it. <laughs> I hope you, you enjoyed that. Yes, I did. Yeah. I know I did. And the ironically enough, um, the color that I drew up was purple, uh, which is tied mm-hmm. to intuition, which we were going to talk about today, which is yes. so ironic. Did not totally. plan that. <laughs> yeah. so I love, I Your love intuition it. knew already. I know. The universe is like, oh, this is exactly the right path. So Ooh. today, um, the next one I want to kind of, talk about is kind of the intuition. So you work with intuitives and I want to kind of explain what that is to people and um, different ways that you can tap into it and how you find that intuition. Totally. So it's almost like a strange question to me when people ask like, well, who, like what's an intuitive woman? Because I feel like we all are really intuitive and it's like saying something like people who breathe, you know, like we're all intuitive. But the thing is, some people are more in tune with their intuition at different points in their journey and they're more curious about its place in their lives. So someone who is more tapped into their intuition is somebody who has a sense, has more gut feeling about what they should be doing. Maybe it's knowing where to live, what career path to take, what food to eat, um, when to leave a situation that is no longer working for them. Um, So they get senses more and little nudges and they can tell that that's their intuition showing up. And they're also on the path to maybe searching things out like they're trying yoga, meditation. um, They're just in general more curious about how to tap into that more. And then also taking action on it and listening to it is a big part of being intuitive and just you know, being an intuitive woman and living that way. Um, So I think that one cool way to tap into intuition and knowing whether or not something is right or wrong for you, a really simple way to do this, if it's something that's new for you, is to really think of a decision you want to make. And then (laughs) it's so funny when I thought of that, like I have a decision I need to make right now. And I'm like, this is great. Like I need to do this. It's something I'm sitting with. But you sit down, you think of a decision and then you say it, you say it out loud or you say it in, in your brain and then you check in with your body and you see if it if your body tenses up or how you react to it on a body level and if it feels sort of icky or if it feels like you're getting a whole body yes if it feels flowing and natural so your body knows a lot of things and it it can communicate through you and it's an easy way to get into it if you're completely new to checking in with your intuition 
So that's a cool way. I love that. Yes. So in any of these signs that you talk about when you see the signs, what can those signs be? Like, are they like a blaringly obvious or how do people know when, what is a sign and what is not a sign? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually, um, it's so funny because I'm like, well, because I'm intuitive, right? We're talking about <laughs> intuition here. It's so strange. It's almost hard to describe, but it's like this, it's almost like an inner knowing. It's like, it's like a very subtle feeling. So intuition doesn't whack you over the head. You know, sometimes it does. Sometimes if you ask, then, you know, and you, you can actually ask, like one thing that Gabby Bernstein teaches is to ask for a sign. You, sh- you can literally be like, okay, send me an elephant, you know, and then that will be my sign that this is the right direction. So that's a cool way. Um, and you can ask for it in that way. But more more often than not, it shows up as really subtle. Um, it's like a gut feeling that you know whether or not something is right. It's more tuning into that feeling. Yeah, and I know that you do stuff with like cards and like angel cards. And I know you got the crazy, sexy love yeah. note cards with Chris Carr. Because I use sometimes those with my clients and I always have some of them will draw the same thing and myself too. Like I kept drawing, you are healing, you are healing. And so <laughs> yeah. to me, like that is one of the signs that I take. Like yes. saying, okay, this is part, you know, of my intuition or the universe telling me, yes, this is, totally. this is the right path. Totally. I actually, it's so funny that you say that because I had, I had a podcast this week that I recorded and it was about being successful and celebrating your success and not getting in the way of that. And then the two, I, I pulled two cards from two different decks and one said, victory, you have received your success and celebrate it. And then the other deck said, you did it. And that was from the Chris Carr deck, same exact card. And it was, I was like, thank you universe. And it was just like, celebrate, you got it. You, you manifested everything. So totally. I love using angel cards and decks for that reason too. It's very affirming. Yes. And I think that sometimes when we're, you know, when we don't think we're as intuitive, we kind of miss those signs. So like some of it is just being, you know, bringing awareness or feeling more grounded, like the grounding exercises we do kind of this all ties in together to kind of bring everyone to wake up and be like, okay, this is the sign rather than kind of just sleepwalking through the day as sometimes, you know, we do. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So another one, um, I know you work a lot with introverts, so I kind of want to talk about, cause I know introverts and extroverts, sometimes there's a little confusion of what exactly an introvert is and what's an extrovert. So I wanted to get your yeah. kind of take on the introverts versus extrovert extroverts. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, a lot of people will think I'm an extrovert and I identify with being an introvert. And it's it's really not in the way it's not you can't exactly tell right away if someone's an introvert or an extrovert. That's it's not that kind of defining. I think you maybe you can tell. But the whole difference is that an extrovert. I believe, receives energy from being around others. So that's the way I define it. An extrovert, they get energy from being around other people. They get uplifted more often than being drained. So you, I mean, you could have, you could exhibit that tendency if you're an introvert, you know, as well, but more often than not, you get drained about around being others. Okay. Like in maybe in public settings, um, maybe in a party, you feel like you need to take breaks more and you need to check out. Um, and as extroverts, they don't need to like check out of a party because they're feeling tired. Like they could just be in there all day. Like my husband's an extrovert and I'm always like, I got to take a break from this party. And he's like, oh, I'm here all day. And he leaves feeling super energized, whereas like I'm the opposite. Um, but then again, it's very much like a scale. Like I define myself as an extrovert and introvert because I do have a lot of energy in certain social situations. Like, you know, it really depends on like the, the room and who's in there. So it's it's a fine line, but it's really about how you get your energy. 
Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say I keep playing, like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm introvert. And then I'm extrovert. Like, I think I'm the same way. Like it depends on the situation. It depends on the room. Yeah. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, I think I lean more towards introvert cause I definitely need the break and I put yeah. it all out there, especially if, you know, you're giving a presentation and, or if you're doing that, like you need a little break. Yeah, exactly. That's how I define it as well. That makes sense. Um, and then as well as empaths, can you define what an empath is as well? Cause I know that you also, yeah. you know, call yourself that as. Yeah. Empaths are, it's, it's so amazing because a lot of my clients are empaths too. And the thing is about empaths, we can like, it's going to sound weird, but we can literally feel the emotions of other people really well. Like we're really in tune with how other people are feeling and we can read situations really well and we can read people really well. So it's, it's intuition. Yes. But it's also like empaths also tend to take on the emotions of other people if they're not careful. So they can end up feeling a way that the person, another person that they're with feels on accident and not really realizing that it's not them. So it can be disempowering if you don't really know how to navigate that and you don't realize that it's not your own stuff. Like a lot of people just realizing they're an empath that they do tend to take on other people's emotions is a big turning point because they can be like, oh, that makes sense. Like when I'm with this person, I feel I always feel this way or I feel negative and I'm with this person, I feel uplifted. So it's really about um, feeling other people's emotions and also really feeling strongly. So empaths tend to feel really strongly either way. So they feel really, really good and they feel really, really bad. So they swing in terms of like how they feel a lot. I feel like they have a really wide range of emotions as well. Totally. We had that a lot of yoga teachers I know um, are empaths. And so one of the ways that one of my teachers had taught me how to you know, kind of do that is close your cloak. And so all you do is you give yourself like a hug at the end of the, you know, yoga session, just to say, okay, my, this is my energy. When I go into the world where I'm the most vulnerable after just opening up in a yoga session, you're not as open to, you know, receiving some of that negative energy if you are an empath. So I always, you know, kind of take that with, with any client that I know, or, you know, as an empath themselves and, you know, give them that little tool. Yeah. I love that. That's a good one. Close your cloak. I have to remember that. I know. Yes. (laughs) Do you have any other tips like that for empaths or anything that you personally do? So if you walk into a room and you're like, Ooh, there's a lot of negative energy in here. Is there anything you do? Totally. Well, I do a very similar thing. So I imagine myself building like a sort of empath bubble around myself. So I, um, first I imagine like whatever light, like I want to have around me, maybe it's a white light, whatever color. And I imagine that filling around me and then I imagine like a bubble around that. And then it's like, it's almost like a casing, like almost like a cloak, but it's like solid and nothing can get through it. And well, negative things can't get through, but positive things can get through. So I make that little like adjustment, positive things can get through, but not negative things. And I imagine myself in that bubble and then I instantly feel better, like all the time. Like sometimes I'll be in a certain place and I know it's going to be like that. So I already make that bubble. Um, And especially like maybe in a situation where like maybe you're traveling and you're in a place where it's like the energy of the hotel room you're staying in or it's weird and you can't sleep that usually works right away so it's a really cool way to just like encase yourself in goodness <laughs> I like that yes <sighs> I totally I like that so if you're walking into someplace you can put your little bubble around you yes perfect um so in terms of like what you do you help a lot of women kind of live a purposeful life and helping them find their purpose so how do you do that <laughs> kind of a brief, not like a little question here. We're going big. (laughs) Wow. Where do I even start with this? So (laughs) 
I'll start with Core Desired Feelings. So as you know, I love Core Desired Feelings. I love Daniel Laporte and the Desire Map. And so I, the first thing I do with any of my clients, whether they're on the business track or they're on transformation, the transformational track, is I help them discover what they really, truly desire in terms of their feelings. Because sometimes like the question of what's your purpose in life is way too big. You know what I mean? Like, what are you meant to do? That's like people get really overwhelmed with that question and people get like, I don't even know what to say about that. So the desire map is a way to for you to figure out how you want to feel. So we figure out what the feelings you want to feel and we help you gravitate towards that. And then we plan goals around those feelings that you want to bring up into your life. Um, and then from there, then depending on like maybe at that point you decide you want to be, you want to start your own business or you want to lose weight or you want to call in a relationship. Um, then from there, then we can start manifesting those things, but it comes from a place of feeling of your feeling, your core desired feelings and really wanting to feel joy as opposed to going towards some kind of external thing that you're not even sure is going to make you feel happy. Totally. So in the core desired feelings, um, Danielle Laporte has a book called the core desired feelings. Um, if anyone's looking for that, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. And so one thing that I used, um, Mona Lisa helped me do this is I read the happiness project by Gretchen Rubin. And so I came with her with this task of, I want to make this happiness project. And I happened to be, I think I was like eight months pregnant at the time. And she's like, okay, that's, that's a lot. Plus on top of the goals I already had, she's like, that's kind of a lot of stuff you want to do. Um, and it's a lot, you're gonna have a lot going on. And so she kind of reined me in. Um, and then we kind of developed this like core desired feelings and goal, like happiness project all into one little project. So, um, one thing that I really appreciated with that is I never really thought about how my core desired feelings fits into my goals. Um, so what is one way that like you can have people really feel like, how do you connect those goals with your core desired feelings? So I think that gets lost on a lot of people in terms mm. of like, we just kind of are like, uh, this is my goal. I don't care how I feel. Like, when I get there. <laughs> but then a lot of times we get there and we're like, well, this doesn't feel how I thought it would. So how do you kind of tie those totally, together? Totally. Totally. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, my recent move. I think this is really relevant because I did, I made the, the move to San Diego, which is a move that I think, you know, I've been trying to plan for a while now. So years I've been wanting to move to San Diego and I'm here and it's amazing. But I planned this because I knew that it would allow me to feel my core desired feelings. So light is one of my core desired feelings. And as you guys all, all probably know, San Diego is super sunny and super bright. Um, and so light and that also relates back to being a light worker. So side note, being a light worker is my business. So and training other light workers. So that ties in in that way. Um, and beauty is also one of mine. So I a beauty and like even where I live, like I'm literally looking out over this like really cool range and there's palm trees and like I'm always surrounded by beauty and beaches in San Diego so it feels really amazing here luxurious is also one of my words so then that for me means like I like to feel pampered I like to feel like I live in a resort style community so that decision of actually where to live in San Diego was very core desired feeling aligned and I actually knew when we were going out and looking for apartments and homes and we were going out we were like you know, this place doesn't feel luxurious. Like Michelangelo also has like the, he calls it something else. Like I don't, it's more like guyish. I don't know, whatever. And that's your husband. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my husband. <laughs> but um, he, like, I was like, this doesn't feel luxurious. And so I, it would be like, no, I'm not going to live here. So it can show up in those very like big life decisions in that way. Um, but even small things, like I mentioned that beauty is one of mine. So having like a space that feels beautiful that I'm working in all the time. That's a small thing I can do or having flowers. If I'm feeling like a lack of beauty, make buying myself some flowers for my office. So things like that. 
Totally. Yeah. That's where I did quarterly goals. And that's kind of what I did too, with some of my, um, core desired feelings. Like one of mine, one of my goals for this, actually I'm in the second quarter still. So we're working on parenting and my core desired feelings, um, is to feel peaceful power, you know, and is to feel authentic and, um, grateful. And so every day I check in and I say, okay, how did my parenting, did that reflect my core desired feelings? So I kind of every day give it a rating from one to five. So I, you know, daily have my kind of, okay, am I on the right path or was I not really feeling it myself? Which of course, not every day is going to be a five. Um, And so just checking in with that. And that's another way that, um, you know, she taught me how to do that. And another little, if you're really um, into like stuff, like I am, I'm very, um, what would you call that? like disciplined, but like tracking, <laughs> I like to do structure. all of that structure, all of that <laughs> would be like, seconds, yeah. yes, <laughs> all of that would describe me in terms of everything I like to do checklist. <laughs> so like, to me, that's great. So if you're a checklist person like me, that's one so, way to do it as well. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Every day checking. That's a good idea. I yeah. actually don't do that, but that's a good well, idea. Well, shoot, you told me to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's like, <laughs> the things that come out during our coaching sessions. Yes. Like, yeah. Amazing. We make magic life. together. <laughs> totally. I love it. Um, so you briefly just touched on the light worker. So in case people don't know what a light worker is, um, I, I kind of am interested in explaining more of like, what, what is a light worker? Yeah, totally. I love answering that question because a lot of people say like, it's a, the word might be intimidating for them. Like, Oh, am I like a light worker? Like, am I like a practicing yoga teacher? My guru, like, that's not actually that like being a light worker, the way I define it is showing up for your own purpose and showing up for joy. So whether that means serving other women, or that means serving your children, or it means serving in the community, it really just means that you're showing up in the world in the way that feels the best for you, the way that brings you the most joy that brings you the most light. So that is what being a light worker is, because the more of us who can tap into our own light, the, the more people who do that, the higher the vibration of the whole universe. So by us being happy, by us tuning into what makes us feel light and joy, will raise the vibration of the whole universe. So that to me is how I describe being a light worker. I love that. And that's, that can go for anyone. She just had a recently, um, a podcast about that and it was great. Cause it's not just, you know, for people who are like the yoga teachers. Cause I think sometimes people definitely get stuck in that thinking this is the only path that a light worker is when it really isn't. So I'd highly recommend if anyone's intrigued by that, um, to listen to her podcast and it's, yeah. And you asked that question. Thank you for that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Cause that's how I was wondering. I was wondering, can I, how can I incorporate that into my own business? So I, you know, i that podcast has great answers and I listened to it multiple times. <laughs> Oh, cool. So switching gears a little bit, telling us about a little about yourself and like kind of the, your practices and your daily rituals. Um, I know that you meditate and I'm, I always love every single guest that I've had has been a meditator and, um, you know, just kind of hearing your side of meditation and how you got started into it. Cause I think this is a topic that people sometimes get a little scared to try or, you know, feel like they need to go all in about. So from your take, you know, what is meditation in your life and how, how can people get started with one? Yeah. So I always recommend starting slowly. So if you like start with five minutes, because a lot of people say I can't like I can't bring myself to sit down on the mat for like 20 minutes or my meditation pillow for 20 minutes. That's too intimidating. So for a lot of people, I recommend starting like you. Everybody has two minutes. Everybody has five minutes and you can definitely start there. Just sit there. And all you have to do is like literally find a quiet place, press play on your iPhone or whatever. And like your alarm for two minutes and play some music that feels good and just sit there and 
And when you sit there, close your eyes and just think about like, you don't have to exactly clear your mind. That's also a pressure that a lot of a lot of people come up with. Like, I need to clear my mind. And that was a waste of time. Like once you close your eyes and you hit play, the rest is not up to you. Like if you have like the most enlightening meditation, that's really cool. And if you end up sitting there thinking about everything else to do after your meditation, that's okay too. But the whole point is to come to a certain place every single day where you're really there for meditation and clearing your mind. That's the whole point. And not, not clearing your mind, but meditation, just showing up for yourself and showing up to feel more inspired and giving yourself that space. Yeah. Do you, do you have a meditation practice that you do like in a particular time of the day or are you kind of go with the flow? So no, I meditate in the morning. Um, I can't meditate at night for whatever reason. I get sleepy and I just end up going to sleep when I do that. So I meditate in the morning. First thing in the morning, I meditate. And um, the way I meditate is I usually first pull like an angel card and I pull something out of the deck and I read that and that's going to inform like maybe what the angels want me to know for that certain meditation. And then I also come in with an intention, like what would I like from this meditation? What am I trying to get clarity on? Or maybe it's just grounding today, you know, or maybe I want inspiration today. Like what kind of support do I need? And I also actually... I love to speak out loud to my angels, to the universe, to the guides, to God, however your frame of reference is. I call it my angels. So I sit there and I'm like, okay, angels. So today I want to focus on blah, blah, blah. And also I send a little thank you. I'm like, thank you also for like helping me co-create that in my life. That was really awesome and sending that my way. So I like to have it more of as a conversation. And then I sit down and I usually listen to the Wayne Dyer, which is fulfilled 20 minute meditation. Um, Or I listen to a certain chakra meditation, a certain chakra sound. Um, and depending if I feel like I need to move something through a certain chakra, then I press play on that. But it's always 20 minutes and I press do that every day. Love that. So in your morning, um, what is your usual morning routine look like? Do you have a usual morning routine? Oh my God, I just moved. So I do not. <laughs> it's, been, it's been consisting of unpacking and going to all these home decor places and online. But this is what it was before the, the crazy move. So it was okay. So I would. I would sit down, I would meditate, and then I would actually, I would go into checking my email, which is <laughs> after my meditation. Just which, being honest, totally yeah, happens. I, I'm like, oh my God, time to check my email. But I do it in a like peaceful way, right? I'm already peaced out from my meditation. And then I just go, and I actually let it, I actually flow more with the day. I don't have a big routine. I just like, maybe I cook something for myself, check my email, check my calendar, what sessions I have for the day. And then either depending, I work on admin or I do sessions or I do client work. It really depends on what on what's on my calendar for the day. Working out, I tend to do that at night. So um, even though sometimes I get really amped up and can't sleep, but I do tend to work out at night so yeah that's my day in a nutshell well speaking of workouts then what does your workout routine look like yeah so I love working out in a way that does not feel like working out like it needs to and I and I like a lot of instruction so I like a lot of people like telling me exactly what to do because I will not know how to do that myself um so I'm actually currently looking for a hip-hop slash belly dancing slash shimmying class in San Diego because I had one in, in um, Oakland that I went to in the Bay Area where I moved from. And I went there like four times a week and it was like an hour long cardio class and it was just a lot of fun. Um, so I did that and now I'm looking for something like that here. And I also love doing bar classes. I love blog so um, Cassie Ho, if anybody knows who that is, I, she's really fun. So like videos for me and just like a lot of hands on, like what the heck am I supposed to do? Because if it were just me in a gym, I just 
don't know. So maybe I need some of your help, actually. <laughs> I like, I'm like, that looks fun to like do that, but I have no idea. No, I love that. And I, that's one of the things that um, intrigues me too about like your workout routine is you do what feels good to you. And that's what I try to tell people too, is don't force themselves to do something that they hate. Like, um, I think a lot of the times people think, oh, I'm going to a trainer. They're going to make me do, you know, they're going to make me run. They're going to make me, you know, do all these exercises that I hate to do. And that's, you know, to me, I mean, I guess some trainers might, but I really don't like to do that. I like to do something that they enjoy doing. You know, just today I had one of my clients ask me, she's like, oh, I kind of have a headache. Can I do yoga instead of my normal lifting routine today? Is that going to interfere with what you had planned? And I was like, oh no, this is your workout. This is your session. If that's what you want to do and that's what your body's telling you to do. That is amazing. That's what I try to get everyone to do is listen to their body and what you need. So So intuition in that. Yes, (laughs) all of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to work with with my clients is kind of tapping into that. So I love that you just kind of honor your body and, you know, do what feels good and don't you don't need to force something and force yourself to do things where you might get injured because you don't know. Yeah. So. Like I just tried cycling the yeah. other week. I hated it and I thought <laughs> I would love it. Everyone's like soul cycle. Yeah. I hated it. I wanted to leave the class. And so I was, I'm never going to cycle again for, I mean, maybe you should try it if you're listening. But for me, I was like, no, I'm way more like yoga and like bar and like mindful and dancing. So oh, that's, well, that's totally. good to hear. I think they're opening a soul cycle in Minneapolis for anyone listening in the area. I believe <laughs> yeah, they are. That. I, I have not tried it. I really wanted to try it. So that's um, interesting so to see if I, you might love it actually. See if I like it. <laughs> Uh, so do you have an evening routine at all then or is that primarily a workout do you like read it all during you know before you go to bed anything like that yeah I always read before I go to bed so I'm actually reading Awakening Shakti right now which is a book that you recommended to me and I love it so I'm always reading usually I read a lot of self-help books um, just like because I love it and it ties back to what I do and I just love learning and growing and all that Um, and I also read um, I also read fantasy and fiction books so I'm a big Harry Potter fan if you Uh know (laughs) So I love like books about like where there's swords and magic and all that stuff. So that's like my guilty pleasure reading. If I'm like, I can't handle self-help right now. I read that. But I I always have to read every day. I love it. Yes, that is a good book. Do you have any favorite books that you'd recommend? Um, favorite books. I mean, the desire map for sure is something if you're like on the path to trying to figure out what's going on in your life, how to create a more purposeful life. The desire map is really awesome. Um, and I can't pick. I love books so much. I can't really pick any favorites off the top of my head. That's, yeah. fair. That's what I am, too. I'm going to link up those <laughs> books, too, in the show notes in case anyone's interested. Um, and the Awakening Shakti is all about like inner goddess. And it's got actually I did a uh, Facebook Live all about the Awakening Shakti book. So that Ooh. one has got, you know, your I believe it's nine, seven or nine different goddesses. And so it just all of us women are supposedly have, you know, one of these one or two or maybe all of these traits in us. And you might um, relate powerfully to one goddess over another. So it's kind of a fun little book for anyone looking to explore that. Um so, cause that's my, this is my like fun side that I don't always get to share when I'm training is like, I'm so interested in like all of this, like the energy and the intuitive and all of this side of it. So it's fun to kind of get to chat with someone who also is very interested in that. Um, so speaking of mm-hmm. energy, I kind of, you do yeah. a lot of energy work. So tell us about energy and you know, how does it make us feel and why the heck should we matter? Like, why should we care about energy? 
Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that energy is a resource, a lot like time, fuel, money. Like it's something that you spend. Like imagine you have a limited supply of energy at the beginning of your day um, and you can't just spend it on like, for example, if you're spending all of your time and energy in a job that you hate, you're going to feel drained at the end of the day. And then you're going to say, well, maybe I have like who knows after your, after work, you have four hours to work on stuff. Like maybe you want to grow side business, but you're like, I can't even, and I just want to watch Netflix and just zone out. Well, it's not about the time, you know, it, and it's not necessarily about the money either. It could be that you're just low on energy. So if you don't pay attention to your energy levels and you don't honor like where you're spending all of your energy, you could be spending it on things that drain you as opposed to uplift you. And there certainly are ways for you to lift your energy. So the whole work, like where I come from in terms of energy is that if we want to manifest and bring things into our life, we have to get on that same energetic vibration. So that might sound a little bit out there, but it's it's as simple as saying like, OK, I want to manifest. I'm going to go back to my move because it was so recent. Like I want to manifest living in San Diego. How does that feel like? And so when I was manifesting this move every day, I tapped into what does it feel like to live in San Diego? What does it feel like? And so I would get on that energetic vibration because I would always feel that what that felt like everything has an energy to it as well. So that's another component of um, the energy as a resource. Love that. Yeah. And so, um, what about energy too with, well, I guess that's kind of the empath way of feeling other people's energy, you know, that kind of, is that connected to like the overall energy you might have at the end of your day? So if you are around negative people or if you're around negative coworkers, what does that, do you notice, does that deplete your energy a little faster? Yeah. Yeah. So I notice that often, often with my clients and actually even moving through life, like people, as you go and you, you, you put your energy levels higher and you do more self-work and you're changing a lot of people who you might've hung out with before they start to drop away or it's really happened. People are like, it doesn't feel like we're on the same wavelength anymore. And that's totally what energy means. Like you just don't feel like you're like you're starting to grow and they're not. So that's very that's very common, but also what's common is energy vampires. So that's, those are the people who actually, I, I heard a client frame it this way. There's balcony people and there's basement people. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. So the balcony people, they love to be around you and they love to uplift you and they love to bring you up and talk about things that uplift you and uplift both of you. And then the basement people like to talk about things that bring both of you down. So they love talking about like the negative things. So if you spend all of your time with energy vampires or people who are basement people, then you will be drained because it's like you're talking about things that are heavy and things that are negative and that doesn't necessarily make you feel good and it and it actually shouldn't it's, the point isn't to make you feel good it's to make you I don't know like relate but that always that shouldn't come at the cost of feeling bad you know yeah no totally that's I like that I like that analogy <laughs> yeah let's go cool. like that so you have a little energy a seven-day energy cleanse do you want to tell people about that because I have done it and I did her she used to have oh, a 30-day cool. one and I did that as well and it's awesome <laughs> it's it's so awesome Thank you. Oh my, I, I created the seven day energy plans because so many women, um, feel like just overwhelmed and drained and in general, like they don't have enough time and energy and like to do the things that they really want to do. So maybe they're like, I want to set out on this path and I want to change my life and I want to live a bigger purpose and serve others. But like, I just can't bring myself to do it, you know? And so I heard that so often. So the seven day energy plans is really a seven day sort of reset program for you to create a thriving and aligned life that really feels good for you. Um, and so that you can start to do things that 
allow you to feel good, allow you to feel joy. And so you can be of service to the world, of service to yourself and to help others and for you to find your true purpose. So it's really reset by anybody who feels like they don't have enough any, like they're just like tired at the end of their day. Um, and anybody who wants a little bit more energy as well. So, For sure. That's right. And that's a free challenge that she has and offers as well. So, and where, yeah. can, they, where can they find that at? That's at seven day energy Perfect. So that will be, yeah. if anyone's looking for a little insight into their energy, um, or tapping into that, they have great little challenges that I like to do. Um, and another way that I like to help people with energy is to move. So working out, that's my way of, that's my tip of the day is move your body and working out. And what do you know? It will improve your energy. That's one of the first things that people <laughs> totally. tell me is totally. just moving will help improve energy. So that way you have a little more energy stores at the end of the day. So if you do mm -hmm. find yourself, you know, reaching for a snack that you normally would not um, have and you, you might notice, okay, how is my energy? Oh, it's pretty low. That's why I'm, you know, reaching for, you know, the cookies or like a soda or something to get that caffeine, a coffee, you know, at four o'clock mm. rather than, you know, maybe just drinking some water and a piece of fruit. So yep. that's another little tidbit as well. That's great. That's like great. going for a quick walk or something. Totally. And that's where I tell people too, you can tell the difference is if you need that energy based on if you go for a walk or you do the workout and, um, you know, you're, you have more energy after, or if you're depleted and you feel, more tired, then you probably need some more sleep. So that's also a side note. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I, I have a lot of new moms and that's where we, you know, we go with, I'm like, okay, if you're not energized after the workout, then you definitely are really sleep deprived and we got to work on that. <laughs> so where can we connect with you? Where do you like to hang out? I Instagram's my fave. So, um, if find me Instagram.com's backslash or forward slash slash um, <laughs> peace, love and business. And that's where I post daily. Um, and I just have my little I have like Monday, Monday mantras. I post my podcast on there. I do Wednesday wisdoms. And that's really where I love to interact with people and find people. So find me there. I'd love to see you. Perfect. And then we tell people about your podcast really quick. Yeah, so I have a podcast. It's um, bi-monthly, two times a month. It's called Intuitive Tuesday. So I talk about a lot of things under the sun about being an intuitive woman. So I talk a lot about business, but I also talk about how to incorporate intuition, energy, a lot of what we've been talking about here today into your own life and how to really live a purposeful life that feels good and aligned for you. So bi-monthly. It's a really fun place. So check it out. Intuitive Tuesday. Yes. And if anyone has any questions, she always takes questions from people as well. So feel free to shoot her over mm -hmm. an email and um, you might have that question answered on her show. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Is there any last thing you have for us today? I don't. I feel like we're very complete. That was fun. Yes. I had a good time. <laughs> I did as well. I know I get to talk about all the fun things. My woo-woo things, as I tell my clients that they're like, oh, I did not know you were into this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. It's so funny because that's <laughs> the side of you that I always see. And I'm like, I can't even imagine you without this side. It's I know. So cool. so <laughs> it's like, oh, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So one final question today. I always like to ask people what um, peaceful power means to them. So what does peaceful power mean to you? Peaceful power means to me to be grounded in your Beyonce-ness. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yes. So to be fierce and to be showing up and to be your full, gorgeous, empowered self, but to also stay grounded and to stay centered and aligned and with your inner knowing. I love that. That is great. 
Yeah. Hearing her Beyonce ness. Yes. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on today. Um, and I cannot wait to chat with you again. And uh, maybe we can tap into, I know that you're working on bringing in some goddess awareness and maybe we can chat about that uh, in another podcast. Totally. I'd love to. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes. And I will talk to everyone next week on the Peaceful Power Podcast. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.